0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number two hundred and ninety-four. Wow, we got—we have a huge crew here. Wow. I don't know if we're gonna be able to have enough time to even go through our our intros here real quick, but uh, let's see if we can make it happen. Dan, you're first in alphabetical order. It's the way that uh, everything gets sorted around here. Mm-hmm. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> I am a developer at Automatic,
1: um, mostly focused on partnerships.
0: Awesome. Well, good yeah. to have you on. How about you, Jonathan?
2: I uh, lead strategy and business development at XWP.
0: Very cool. And I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. I do another show here on WP water Cooler. It's called WP blab. Feel free to go take a look at that. If you're into marketing or you're flirting with marketing or you're trying to figure out if marketing's your thing, um, it's totally not my thing, but it's totally Bridget's thing. And so her and I sit there and talk about marketing stuff. So if you want to learn about marketing a little bit, feel free to go take a look at that on Thursdays. So um, during our pre-show, we were kind of discussing how, um, you know, what 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 should the topic be about and what, what things we should uh, discuss. And one of them um, was uh, talking a little bit about uh, AR and VR and and how those worlds combine and how we're going to do this type of thing with WordPress. And so I thought I'd just kind of throw that out there and have us uh, discuss it a little bit. Dan, as always, you know, I don't know if you watched Dan a couple episodes back, um, but you know, the guy comes in with goggles on, he's Oculus rifting, he's doing all that stuff. I'm like, okay, dude, like I want to be you when I grow up. So um, (laughs) so you want to start us off a little bit on, on just what you're thinking about with doing um, this sort of work with WordPress? Yeah. So,
1: Ever since uh, you know VR kind of experienced its resurgence, I've been interested in exploring it. And the the, te- the technologies that I understand the best is web technologies. Um, you know, I'm not a great Java developer or whatever, but but uh, I'll mess with stuff in JavaScript and HTML. And um, uh, and the browser makers have sort of been iterating on a set of APIs originally called WebVR, now called WebXR, um, that have been gradually um, exposing more and more sort of the device information. And uh, so I, I built myself, uh, it's not it's not public, but I've been playing with it, sort of a WebXR plugin for WordPress that just is like, okay, what does it look like to have a short code that embeds a 3D object? Okay, what does it look like to have a, a view of my whole website where like, you know, somehow all the posts are rendered in 3D and I can kind of mm. explore them and click on them and, and, and break them out. And it's just something that, um, you know, I was doing so that I'll have, I would have an excuse to buy a fancy headset <laughs> and I could be like, I can write this off on text, right? Um, <laughs> I like, ga- I just love gadgets and new things. And also like uh, the thing that I, I was pondering this a while ago and I was like, why am I so into this? Like, my life is plenty full. Why do I need another bunch of APIs to learn? And it really feels like this immersive technology, whether it's AR or VR, whether it's on phones or headsets, is the dawn of like a new computing platform. And like Mm. the last time this really happened, I mean, you could argue that mobile was a new computing platform, or you could argue that maybe it's just a smaller version of what already existed. But um, when I was a kid and the home computer came out and we got our Commodore 64 and I was like Mm. seven years old, and it was really the dawn of something completely new, like getting, getting this kind of 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 tool in the hands of millions of people and and for me as an adult i was like oh i get to do that over again but as an adult who knows how to code and i can participate and i can help define it and then those excited kids who are like picking this up for the first time Mm -hmm. can have some really cool like experiences that inspire them and they'll and they'll become the next generation of programmers that really takes that to some place that i can't even imagine you know Uh, and so just to get to participate and there's a sort of a you know i have a a performative kind of like approach to life um you know I, I i love kind of like doing improv and things and there's just like a creative dimension to this where it's like it's open fields mm-hmm. You anything yeah. you can imagine you can do it's not defined yet and there's going to be wrong turns everywhere but we're going to explore make mistakes and have fun so that's just my my feelings about it in a
0: nutshell cool cool yeah
2: so I've been thinking about this for a while. So a good friend of mine, Luke Carbis, has been like talking to me about VR for the past like almost like two years now. Like okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I've experienced. Uh, I've done a couple of like. So I think thought it might be helpful to touch in each of our current states. Like what's what's the experience been to date? So I have done um, like I've gone in Austin. We did this like VR experience where we put the headsets on. I was, oh, that's really interesting. Like they had like this full room deal. We went to this studio and they set us up and played a couple of games together and um, found, I found that really kind of an interesting experience. And then I've been paying close attention to what Apple's been doing with the augmented reality and I'll like happily like show off my fr- to my friends, like, oh, look, I can put objects in the room. So I have this like growing sense as someone who's fairly disconnected from like the practical realities of developing or, or thinking about creating in VR. This growing sense of like, wow, that there's something here. Um, I remember trying the measurement tool for the first time in a room, or I tried the new home court app um, on the on the iPhones to sort of measure basketball, like, whoa, there's something here. So, oh, so that's yeah. my current state. Not a whole lot of experience, but that growing sense of like there's something here. It's just sort of missing like that that tipping point of of accessibility from the both experience side, the ability to actually experience these things and I think iOS is a good example of pushing that forward. And then the creation side, how do we make it easier for people to experience the possibilities of virtual reality, augmented reality, how do we make it easier to um, to create in those. That's kind of, so limited experience, but it's a growing sense of like, like, there's something happening here. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jason? What's your experience, Ben? Uh,
0: my brother has a, um, has a Oculus Rift and has a, you know, Forty thousand dollar computer. At least that's what it looks like sitting on his on the, right next to his desk there. And and you know his kids can't eat, but he has a pretty awesome uh, VR setup. And so, and you know the joking, but he has like a you know has a good space that's there uh, right in front of his desk. And he's like, okay, you can only walk this far, and you can only walk this far. And okay, now put the head, headset on and play with it. And so every time I go to his house, I'm like, okay, what's the new VR thing that we can mess around with it uh, with this and you know, some of the demo things where you can like pick up a cartridge and shove the cartridge into a machine and then hit the button. And then the the machine starts playing a video that then shows up as an object in the screen. And then you start manipulating those things, you know, there's that sort of stuff. And I've also played around with, um, uh, uh, over at uh, one of the local theme parks, Knott's Berry mm. Farm, there's a an, a place there that you can go into where you put on a, a headset and you have to like shoot zombies that are coming at you and stuff. And that's usually like the type of thing because they need something that's quick and fast that, you know, they can make their 30 bucks off of you or whatever yeah. and get the yeah. with. Um, I've <laughs> also looked at, um, uh, most recently, uh, at a couple of the malls around here as well as, uh, uh some of the theme parks, um, now have these like, uh, what is it? It's uh, I think it was star Wars, the experience or something like that, Mm -hmm. where you put the headset on, you put gloves on and you can walk around and actually like walk through an environment which looked really neat. And so I haven't done that yet. Um, I, I need to find somebody else other than my kid who wants to spend forty bucks to go do this because I'm have to pay eighty bucks to go do it. But uh, I would love to go and do something like that and kind of check it out and see how that sort of thing is going to work. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, I love the idea that you were talking about earlier, Jonathan, um, Jonathan with, or sorry, Dan about how um, being able to look at the blog posts that are there. One part of me, the second you said that, made me think of t- um, uh, time machine on the Mac. Mm-hmm. where you just have like this like index card worth of stuff and you can kind of yeah. flow through it and look at it mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing but also the fact that you could really could be able to see this sort of sort of stuff just by looking around the room and seeing almost like art projects of various uh, posts that are on the wall and how you can walk up to them and m- manipulate it and doing those sorts of things
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really the um, it's funny you should talk about the time machine thing, because that was my my first implementation of a blog uh, blog feed was a road through this kind of snowy landscape. And you drive down the road and there are there are like uh, street lamps and stuff and snow coming down. But then there's these billboards and each billboard is a blog post. It's just the <laughs> nice. title and image of the blog post. Um, so I did explore that. But like, I mean, you raise an interesting point, like you can. You can render these things as anything so you could imagine having just like a flower pot on your desk where each of the flowers is actually a news article and when it's new it just kind of is is blooming and then as the article gets older that flower like dies and then like you know then the next flower blooms right uh you could do anything like that they could just like they could shoot out of a little cannon on your desk and appear as kind of fireworks in the sky and then if you like that title you kind of touch the fireworks before they've sparkled out of existence um there's so much fun you could have with that and oh, yeah and, and 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 people are sort of like trying to ask the questions right now about like how um multi sort of tenant should this experience be mm-hmm. like for example if you are you know if you've got your goggles on do you just go to like one? website and then that website controls everything in your sphere of view or do the do, do objects from different websites all get embedded in your view together and then maybe can those objects somehow interact right um, like if I want to tweet about something, do I have a little bird on my desktop and I grab the flower with the article and I like feed it to the bird, like, and then the, bird, and then it tweets and the bird does a little poop. And that's how, you know, that like, you know, you're on, you've, you've tweeted, I don't know, right. I'm just picking this stuff up as I go along, but how cool is that,
2: you know, so, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I see like two veins of thought here. The first is like, how, how how are we going to make experiencing these things more mainstream and accessible, right? Because we can talk about creation, which I think is really interesting for WordPress as a whole. Like how do we create these experiences, but it's a bit of a chicken and egg problem. Right. Yeah. And so from my limited vantage point, I'm curious for your thoughts on this, Dan, like uh, AR kit coming to iOS was a big step in the mainstreaming of some of these possibilities. Yeah. And I don't know for sure. I, I, I imagine no one, know none of us know anyway, I wouldn't think. I imagine that a few years from now, it's not a big surprise if Apple comes out with glasses or some other way of experiencing augmented AR, like yeah. um, augmented reality. So on the one hand, and so I'm curious for your, your thoughts on that. The other thing, Luke was telling me about you know, the Oculus products and the one coming out this ne- next year, which is a much lower price point. And it seems like we're just at about the threshold of it being accessible. Whether or not there's good experiences, it seems yeah. like it's accessible. I'm curious for your thoughts on that current state. and then. I think it'd be great to explore the creation side of
1: it yeah well it's interesting palmer lucky uh who was the um co-founder of oculus um until he turned out to be a pepe the frog in human form um he uh he said something recently um like he said with the current state of vr you couldn't give away these headsets and and get mainstream adoption because the the bar for having a good experience with them is still so high. Like you have mm. to have a high-end PC or you have to have a dedicated space or you have to do all sorts of setup or just the sort of metaphors aren't fully established. Not It's not entirely friendly or accessible but I think it is clear to your point that like Apple is working on AR glasses and at some like, and you look at the numbers just, just to say that yeah they look at when they're looking at sort of how vibrant a market is, they look at attachment rate, right? Where it's like, yes. okay, people buy these headsets with AR or VR. How often do they then go and pick them up and put them on? Does it survive beyond a week? How often are they going back into experiences? And so you could say that like a lot of the experiences right now, they, they, they have a good wow factor, a good novelty factor, but the overhead, for a user of kind yeah. of sitting at their PC and putting it on and making sure there's no distractions and no one looking at how goofy they are and then getting into their flight simulator. whatever, it's, it's just not something that people end up doing all that often, unless they're super hardcore enthusiasts. And there's just not enough of those um, yep. to create a, a vibrant market. But people basically have this theory that once AR headsets pretty much resemble a pair of glasses, um, uh, however they do that there's several magical things that are important to happen before then uh, yes <laughs> and, and, and not just not just resemble a pair of glasses but where the holograms in your environment are you know projected at the correct focal length for where you're looking yes and all yeah. sorts of stuff like that um then then you'll start to see those attachments rates go up and so there's only a few companies in the world that really have the expertise and the deep pockets to actually make that happen. And it's basically Microsoft, Google, and Apple, and then Amazon, if they decided it's something that they wanted to do, yeah. they're probably waiting for yeah. someone else to define the market. Um, yeah, so, so um, all the phone-based AR stuff is just kind of, you know, it's getting people used to AR yeah. with the expectation that these other devices will come out and consume the same APIs, and um, they'll be able to take the same software and run it on a, on a full headset.
2: I think for me, my comment on it is like when looking at the, the recent iPad announcements and, and they gave that Photoshop AR demo, yeah. like, which seems a little bit like gimmicky, but like I'm starting to see these edges of things like, wow, okay, so we have this touch interface that is able to do some really powerful, there's some powerful computing capabilities now that are starting to get smaller and smaller. We still probably have a, quite a physical ways to go. You know, yep. with the airpods like there's some interesting things that are happening there right mm-hmm. um, so it feels like yeah it's it's getting i can sense that it's kind of getting closer i can look to a future state where we're designing a room and yeah kind of looking and placing things and you know so yeah, yeah I mean, if, you, def-
1: if you want to think about like the size of like the ar market when it comes to fruition think about all the devices in your home that are essentially just screens or Mm -hmm. just speakers, right? So think of all of your Google Homes and, uh, you know, I have two giant cinema displays, like either side of this laptop. I have a laptop. I have multiple phones, different testing devices. I have all these different screens. All that stuff is going to disappear. Like if you have a a a screen 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 anywhere, yeah. You can have a screen anywhere. You can have a thousand screens or you can have none. And like when you decide you don't, when you take the glasses off, all that stuff disappears all the wires, all the screens, all the, you know, controllers, everything. It's yeah. like, if it's just a glasses that detect your hand position and you could take them off and then there's no technology in your house. And actually a lot of people are really going to like that.
0: I think.
2: Yeah. It goes back to that accessibility point. Jason, I'm curious, do you have any yeah. thoughts on like, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. When you turn off, you literally turn off. You just kind of go like, yeah. okay, I'm done. And then you look around your room and you're like, oh, everything's just normal in here. I, I have literally nothing that plugs into anything. Right. No IP addresses. I yeah. I'm I'm doing good. I mean, I'm running out of IP addresses in my house. I mean, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to switch to IPv6 just in my own uh, just in my own house here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, I I love the fact that that you could go from an environment that is that is very much so a a, a non technology oasis to be able to just put some goggles on um put on some gloves or something whatever it is you got to put on in order to make this happen and then be able to immerse yourself into another world but also be able to just go like okay reality check take this off look around the room go do some stuff whatever and not feel like you have a screen here and a screen here you know like you like you were saying with having like google products having you know the new google products where you're sticking a, a thing on the on the table and now you have a screen that's constantly listening to you constantly wanting to show you something and we're just waiting for like the AdSense to start showing up, and now you have
2: a, a you
0: know, a banner ad that's showing up right there on the screen, and you even mention the word that's on the screen there, and now it's going to start playing video. Like the, those are the sorts of things that I know is going to happen, and if we can not, if we can make it so that we don't have to experience that. Yeah. Then I think we're gonna be doing a very, you know, doing a really great job of being able to choose when you wanna be on and choose when you wanna be off.
2: Yeah. One of the things that struck me this week um, was thinking about I, I mentioned before the show the playing Civilization six on the iPad. Before, if I wanted to play Civilization, I need to have a pretty good PC. Uh, I need to have the monitor, it would have the mouse, the keyboard, sure, I could do it on my Mac. That's not even that, that great of an experience now i've got to get this full experience on this little piece of glass that's a better experience for me yeah than, and and then when i'm done just turn it off when i want to play and turn it back on it's like it's this instant versus this like <laughs> it's like harder higher barrier of interest i got to go sit down at the machine And once you're there you're going to be there for a while yeah so anyway it's been interesting yeah. to watch it just become more accessible to experience what technology is capable of, of which AR and VR are such great examples.
1: Yeah, yeah. it would be so cool if someone can come up with like a Web XR version of Civilization, right? Where it's like you have a table-sized surface and it measures it, it's like, okay, this is big enough. And then it just lays out the map, you know, on the surface and you can drag it with your fingers to zoom in and out and see the little people running around and look at from different angles. It's just going to be so cool. And like tabletop gaming is going to be, you know, um, rad.
0: One of the games I was playing at my brother's house, which was really interesting. I don't remember the name of it, but the the whole the whole premise was it, it was it was very much so like a um, Super Mario um, on. Um, let's see here, which system was that?
2: Uh, it was kind of the VR Wii? version
0: of it. Yeah, it was very VR. So what happens is you're sitting there, and the whole room around you is the game, and then oh. you get down real close to like you know the level that it's at, and you're playing it. And you're watching this guy run around the whole environment in front of you and he's you know jumping on top of stuff and he's flipping over things and you're throwing uh it was like in a in a garden and he's like throwing things at the garden stuff in the garden it was the coolest thing but you can also just turn the whole camera and now you're spinning around this environment looking yeah. at this play surface and yeah. i i think i think until we can you know see our own hands see our own feet um realize how tall we are within the environment Mm. and then have other people also playing it at the same time yeah you know you could essentially have a battle royale type of situation yeah having everybody playing against their own little characters doing stuff but you can see the person across from you maybe a silhouette of them or something like that that you're able to interact and really be able to kind of dig deep into this game and see how this is all going to work
1: yeah so so uh, just just to bring this back to the the website of things a little bit. Um, uh, i I have had some interesting chats at Google i o and other places with some of the um, the engineers that are working on this on the on the Chrome side and and Firefox and that kind of thing and and um, it's interesting to look at some of the challenges around this technology because you know, as we've just been discussing, the headsets that this will ultimately run on don't even exist yet. The display technologies that we want this content to run on don't exist yet. There's gonna be all sorts of revolutions in like nanomaterial manufacturing and whatever before we see that stuff. So but you wanna get out ahead of that and create APIs right now that will support content that can scale to those devices. And actually um there's a huge um impetus at, at google and other places to say like we also want this to be long-lived like we don't want to be creating apis that we have to break or change mm-hmm. in the future because if you're going to have content live on the web you want it to be evergreen right like the content on wikipedia could be displayed on a browser from like 1995 and and will be displayed on a browser and in, in 2100 um and and you want that to be the case but um I think the real challenge is like they don't so so ideally you want it to be declarative right you want a semantic web of of xr like where you sort of have elements that define all these common things um and a frame has sort of done some of that as a library not, not as a as a core standard of the web um because if you define things using javascript it's just that much more brittle right javascript uh, code is is probably that much more sort of accidentally device dependent or whatever whereas purely declarative like html markup is more long lived, but it makes more assumptions about what the user interface paradigms of this are going to be like, what is a link in XR? Like nobody knows yet. So everyone's currently defining it in JavaScript. Hopefully, at some point, they'll be able to boil that down into, uh, you know, a standard set of components, even if it starts out as an amp like thing. Uh, yeah, that become, that become the standard that you can use. So you could have it in your W in your Post content, and you know it's always going to render.
2: It's interesting, Dan. Like you're, you're almost—it's almost like a prerequisite because I've been thinking more about it from like the the authoring experience, like how to create yeah. these things. But before you can do that, you do have to know like what are we going to store this? Otherwise, we have this extremely divergent creation happening, right? Where people right. are creating a lot of different ways, and then it's like whoa, we're all over the place. That, yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, like Three JS. I know there's a bunch of libraries for Three JS that define, you know what it means to um, point at something in WebXR because because you, know, you have to scale from like, you've got the old like um, cardboard headsets, right? That just have like a, some of them don't even have a controller, right? They just, you know, they just have a click and a gaze. So you're looking around and there's a target following your gaze. And when you're looking at the thing, it highlights and you press your clicker and it like clicks. <laughs> But then you got to scale all the way up to full hand tracking. And I've reached in with like my index finger and clicked on the thing that way. And you don't want the underlying code to change. So you need to have these libraries that just say, you know, whatever pointing device you have, I'm going to detect a click from it. Um, and it's always going to work now and into the future, even as this library adds more ways to click. Um, Dan, I'm curious, has anyone
2: done any, like, as you're describing this to me, like there's all these different like pieces of the puzzle. Mm. Is there a good place to uh, like a resource for like, all right, these are all the different pieces and the, from the experience, if uh, it's a continuum from experience to authoring, like because I'm intrigued because I, I've been thinking, I'm realizing I'm only thinking about like little parts of it at different mm-hmm. parts of the continuum.
1: Yeah. Well, I, if I was if I was getting started with this stuff, I would definitely start with um, A-Frame. So that's a library from Mozilla uh that uh does offer like basically elements that you can just declare and there's a there's all these standard libraries of elements and you can include them and then if you want to create your own element there's a simple javascript api where um uh you can sort of essentially do the underlying 3js calls because aframe sits on top of 3js which sits on top of webgl (laughs) which sits on top of some some turtles all the way down uh beautifully rendered 3d turtles Um, and and so yeah, I would start there because it's it really allows you to kind of quickly create an experience and dive into it and then slowly get into the coding uh and, and sort of defining. And if you want to change what the clicking how the clicking works, you can define your own object, your own ray casting, your own pointer mm-hmm. object um that, that tracks your gaze or does whatever it needs to do. Um, yeah. That's so, cool. so that's, that's definitely where I would start. And I believe there are experimental XR versions of, um, of a frame, although, I uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, a lot of these APIs are like really new. Like, so there is like an experimental AR browser for iOS that was put out by Mozilla. There's sort of various forks of servo, which is the rust based, um, uh, rendering engine that, you know, they're, they're thinking would be a good foundation for a pure, a pure XR browser. Mm-hmm. Um and is like very highly performant and tuned for that kind of thing, tuned for multi-core and this sort of stuff. And and then in the future, like I mean the current level of APIs, as I've said, they need to they need to put some kind of markup on top of that. But then I think separately from that, when it comes to AR, there's all sorts of APIs that haven't, I think, even been defined yet that convey scene understanding. And so What does it mean if I have a glass of water on my desk and there's a little character running around? If they jump into the glass of water, will they start swimming, Um, right? Well, for for that to happen, the, the cool, funky AI that lives in your glasses needs to understand that that's water and then tell the browser that this is, that's what this material is and this is its volume. Um, and so you can't really do super cool XR experiences without some sort of API that conveys scene understanding. Wow. Yeah. Like how do you yeah, it, it know- like, It's not else? like here
0: where if you take this water bottle and this other thing, there's these rules already exist. So you don't right. have to like, they're, def- they're predefined. So you don't have to worry about that. I yeah. guess until we get to a point where the definitions have already been kind of figured out, you you're pretty much building from scratch yeah and in yeah. and, in and the library of existence yeah. <laughs> like is is pretty dang big and i don't know if github's ready for that yet you know
2: yeah yeah i'm excited i don't know this is especially want to go out and like try more things and yeah yeah well so yeah, a- i was
0: looking i was looking in our chat um uh, I, I always, I always forget to tell everybody who's on the show that there's actually a chat that people like talk about. And so, um, <laughs> uh, this guy in here, uh, chocolate robots was saying that, um, um, map K on Twitter who works over at automatic as well as name's Mark. Um, he, um, he's been doing a lot of work, uh, with, with this and has actually built something with using a frame. Oh, cool. Um, he wrote a, he wrote a, a WP binder a few years back that for a frame. So that might be something to take a look at. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes for that, so you guys can dig around and see. And I mean, really, dude, you just go on Slack and and just go hit him up and say, "Hey, what's up, Mark? What what are you doing that I'm not doing that we need to do together here?" (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I I uh, I
1: just looked at his feed. I didn't know he was experimenting with this stuff, and I've known him for years and years. (laughs) Oh man, we've worked together at two companies now. That's funny. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, automatic is, is it's own nation at this point? So I, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's getting big. Yeah. It's getting big. Now it's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm very much so interested in how, um, how this sort of thing is going to work within the, within the web itself and mm-hmm. how the web is going to be redefined because I don't think you can just take the existing web and stuff it into this. If that's mm-hmm. the case, then We've done that, and it's called the web browser, and it exists on this like flat device that will be in the in the 3D space, and you'll be using a computer in your computer while you're using the computer. You know what I mean? <laughs> we already figured that out. Like, what's the next thing here? And yeah. for me, like going back in in um, you know, as I was growing up, I remember we had a guy that we hired one time who is um, really big in VRML, and he built like a whole roller coaster using VRML, and. Yeah watching that kind of happen. it's like, wow, our computers were even fast enough to be able to really render this out wow. the way it needed to be. But it was really cool to just sit there and watch like, whoa, there's like something that kind of looks like HTML to me as however old I was at the time. And all this stuff is being like done in real time using markup. Like how cool is that? Like, okay, I want to do this. How do I, how do I really get into this? Yeah. So, it's pretty neat for me to to kind of see the evolution of this now as to how it was back then to what types of things are being done now. And even in your modern browser, you can just go over to um, uh, uh, aframe.io and click on the examples on the left hand side. And I clicked on it and then my video started getting a little um, choppy and I was like, oh, okay, a lot <laughs> of data going on here. All right, cool. <laughs> so definitely go take a look at that stuff that's on there. I mean a frame alone just the stuff that they're doing over there is pretty ding neat and you can dig through the code there they have a github repository feel free to go take a look at that too
2: yeah. we should pick up this conversation in a year
0: we should yes. we should mm-hmm. or at least when gutenberg gets released and then we can yeah. all talk about how we're going to build blocks with actual blocks
2: yes
1: <laughs> and, and someone out there needs to come up with responsive design for this stuff i want my i want the same theme to scale from mobile desktop and now, now now into the real world. <laughs> we'll see what that looks like.
0: Awesome now, well, pot they... plant. Pot plant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank yeah. you very much for all of you for being on the show. Appreciate it. And all the folks that didn't make it, you missed out. I'm so sorry. So here's the thing. If you go over to our website at dprcorecom slash events, you can see all the events that are coming up here and you can sign up for those events to be on the show. You can do that right now. If you want to just go over there and go take a look at that and sign up for it. If you don't want to be on the show, but you just want to, you know, watch the show or interact in the chat room that we totally ignore most of the time. Uh, feel free to go over to our website, Dave slash subscribe, and you can go take a look at that stuff there. Guys, feel free to, uh, make sure you uh, put, put your links in the, the chat here so I can go and share them in the show notes and I'll talk to y'all later.
2: Bye bye.